Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Own Your Truth. I am Brianna Johnson, your hostess, and today's topic, we are in episode 16. It's called Dying to be White, Dangers of Skin Bleaching. If you are new to my channel, I say welcome, especially to my international listeners. I am so honored that you guys would listen to my podcast. If you would like to know more about me, you may visit my website at IamBriannaJohnson.com. That's a B-R-I-A-N-A. I'm also the proud owner of Bahati Tea Company. Bahati is B-A-H-A-T-I, and you can see a full line of my tea collections at BahatiTeaCompany.com. If you are a returning listener, I welcome you as well, and thank you guys so much. Um, I would love for you guys to show me some love out there. If you could maybe support the channel financially or refer the channel to others who might want to listen or order some fabulous tea. Love, love, love. Show me some love. Let's go ahead and dive right in. Today's topic is very near and dear to my heart. It might be that I resonate with this because I'm a mother. It could be because I am a woman and I know the pressures that we have to look a certain way. It could also be because I worked in the healthcare profession and I'm a certified herbalist and so I understand the intricate in and outs of having a healthy body and also having a healthy mindset. And so today when we're talking about the dangers of skin bleaching, we're actually talking about a mental mindset that your physical body in some form is inadequate. And we'll talk more in detail about how that all came about. There is a history to all of this, and we'll get into that as well. Uh, but I will be, I'll be clicking back and forth, so hopefully you guys don't hear the clicks on there. I'll try to edit them out. But I'll be moving between different sources that I found online, articles and whatnot, that I think are important that I'd like to touch on. So let's go ahead and get our, our definition, our basis for skin bleaching, okay? There are a few ways to do this. Some are considered natural and others are not so natural. And then we also have the chemical peels. Um, and if you have ever watched a video of the chemical versions, I, I can't even watch an entire video of it because it's it's so disturbing to me. It reminds me of something that you would do under extreme torture. Um, and to listen to some of the people talk about the, the smell is just an incredible thing for me. And I would like to point out that there are some methods that are considered natural or safe for skin bleaching. But if you have the healthy body image, if you have the healthy mind-body connection, there is no need to change or alter your physical appearance. You should see yourself as beautiful in any skin tone because it's your skin tone, not someone else's. The chemical skin bleaching is by far the most dangerous. It contains chemicals such as hydroquinone and corticosteroids and even mercury. Now, the side effects is that the skin could actually turn darker instead of lighter. If you have an adverse effect, it can actually turn your skin too light. It can thin your skin so that it's easier to tear and doesn't protect your body like it's supposed to. You can expose your blood vessels so that they're more visible. There can be scarring, kidney damage, liver damage, nerve damage. 
And if you are doing this during a pregnancy, it can cause abnormalities in the newborn baby. Side effects of chemical peels. We have redness, scarring, which is typically on the lower part of the face, permanent changes in skin color, infection, heart, kidney, and liver damage. Essentially, the purpose of these chemicals is to kill off or destroy your body's cells that contain the melanin. All right, we're either stripping away layers of your top layer, possibly two top layers of skin to expose the paleness underneath, or we're killing off um, the cells that have the, the melanin in them. We're destroying them. Additionally, some of the problems with these treatments is that the skin can actually become blotchy and uneven, and it could have a different kind of effect where it's not uniform, it doesn't look smooth, it doesn't look natural, or because a lot of these treatments are so expensive, uh, there are people that will only do a portion of their body or maybe their face and neck, and then the rest of them is still the original color, which of course doesn't look natural either. And because these treatments aren't permanent, people have to continually do them if they want the same result. So imagine pouring poison, because that's essentially what we're talking about when we're talking about these chemicals, poison into your body. The kidney and liver can only handle so much. So you're shortening your lifespan by doing these treatments. And in some cases, people don't know that. And in other cases, they know and they don't care. And so it poses the question, why would you intentionally do something that's going to harm you just to make yourself temporarily look different? The answer to that is vast, and it's varied depending on the person that you ask. Uh, I have a friend, a male friend, that is Nigerian, and we were video chatting one day, and I noticed there was something different about his lips, and when I asked him about it, he said he was doing a chemical peel, and when I asked him why, he said, well, you can't see my lips. They're so dark, but when I do the chemical peel, they're, they're pink underneath and you can tell that I have lips. And he asked me, you know, doesn't this look better? Isn't that better? And I, I didn't give him the reaction that he wanted. Clearly, I, I told him that it hurt me to see him do the, those things to himself. And I told him, you know, the, the dangers of the chemical peels. And he said he didn't know. And I said, you are perfect the way that you are. And I really don't want you to do those things anymore to yourself. And he agreed that he would stop. But it made me realize, you know, several things about this, that it wasn't just the women who were doing this. And that too, there's not enough education about the side effects of, of what these things can do. And like I said, there are natural ways to do these things to lighten your skin. But again, it's, it's why. Why are we doing these? And, and this comes back full circle to um, the question I had posed before about um, where does this come from? Speaking to my friends in Jamaica, and I also read an article about a a woman who they had interviewed about this, when they asked her, and, and again, this is kind of a cultural thing, she said that she bleached her skin growing up because everyone around her did it. They didn't think anything of it. You know, her aunts and mothers did it. Her neighbors did it. Everyone was doing it. And when 
she got older and realized that, you know, it was it was dangerous, she looked at it again and she said, well, the reason culturally that people do it is because if you're black in Jamaica, no one sees you. Everyone's black in Jamaica. So this can be prevalent in cultures and societies where the individuals are primarily dark-skinned. And I don't even need to pose this question, but I'm going to just because there's going to be a couple of people out there that, that need to hear this. Why would people with dark skin tones believe that they need to have white or lighter skin tones to make themselves happy? And even though that's kind of a no-brainer, let's go ahead and talk about some of the reasons, right? So, and, and again, I'm going to go off of uh, American culture for this one because this is more or less what I know, what I'm familiar with. And I, I spoke on a couple of others, but again, that was from examples that I knew of. So in American culture, white represents power, white represents beauty, and white represents money or financial success, right? And even outside of the U.S., because I do have an international tribe, okay? I, I have what I call my extended family. And I, I've talked to this before with them about how they see white America, how they see America in general. And before current events of, of 2020 broke down, we were even having discussions about what real America looks like. Because outside of the U.S. and even sometimes inside the U.S., right? The U.S. is portrayed as this Disney-like fantasy where you come here and all of your dreams come true. But what they don't show is the poverty that we have. What they don't show is a lot of the injustices that, that we have. What they don't show is how difficult it is to come here and to try to make a start as an immigrant or as a, a family who has systemically throughout generations been on the poor end of things. It's so difficult to rise above those things because of how our system is. And so even before 2020 events, I'm having these conversations with my tribe and we're talking about this. And for them, it was an eye opener. They had no idea. I had to send them articles and, and footage and say, hey, this this is America too. It, it's not all roses. It's not all sunshine. It can be very, very dark. There's a, a very dark side to America. And those of you who have lived in the shadows and seen the dark side, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But we portray that in order to be successful here, you have to have certain things. And being white is one of those things, you know? Even growing up, okay, growing up in the Midwest, you can see even in small pockets of black communities, you'll see that the ones who are lighter skin are favored. The ones who are lighter skin, it's believed that they have a better chance of success or they're more beautiful or they attract more people. That's where a lot of the negative body image comes from. It's deep, deep, deep in our culture. And those things aren't just misnomers, all right? We have a slight of scale here in America. If you go to a job interview and you are a black individual, you know there is a possibility, despite discrimination laws, that you could be turned down for a job just based on your color or even how you did your hair for that day. There are people of dark skin color all over the world, but... Our media, including our entertainment, which is just appalling to me, is that it's primarily the light-skinned or white-skinned people that get the roles. And if <laughs> some of the arguments is that, well, they show up better on camera. 
<laughs> uh, with today's technology, there's there's definitely ways around that. And I know some very dark-skinned people who are quite photogenic and look great on camera. And other companies are guilty as well. I was just reading an article about Johnson & Johnson. They have a line of skin brightening, whitening types of creams. It's very, very popular in Asia and in the Middle East. They've been accused of marginalizing the black population. And they're not the only company. But um, because of the blowback from us as citizens, us as the populace, us as the awakened community, they are going to be discontinuing their product and they will no longer be selling it on shelves. So whatever's on the shelf now, once it sells out, they won't be making anything in addition to that. And that brings me back to what can we do? And I'm sure your, your wheels are already turning on this. But yes, I am going to say stop supporting companies that have these products. There's so many of them out there. Not only don't support them, but find ways to shut them down. Educate the people that are using these products so that they know. Tell these people that are using these products that their skin is beautiful and they do not need to change it to appease anyone. We need to create a better, stronger mindset for ourselves and for the people that we love, the people who are around us. The only reason these things have come into existence is because we allowed them to. And when we put an active force behind stopping them, then we are, in essence, a force to be reckoned with. And great and wonderful things can happen. We need to get out of the mindset that white is beauty, white is power, white is money. Because those days, again, are over. And we are creating a new dichotomy for a new age. So we have to stop the color shaming, we have to stop the body shaming, and we have to stop perpetuating this narrative that white is better. White is the only way that you should be. That's bullshit. Complete bullshit. And if you're one of those people who are still struggling with your own self-identity, go back through the podcast. There's so many ones that you can choose from. Episode two is starting down the path of self-identity. Episode four, how to set up good boundaries. Episode nine, are you a product of groupthink? Episode 10, Eliminate the Fear. Episode 11, Why Your Story is So Important. Episode 12, Time for Some Self-Love. It's in all of these, guys. And not only that, but I touch on systemic programming in almost every episode. Little tiny things that you can do in your everyday life that make a world of difference. Not just to you, but to the entire dichotomy of what we've all been going through. Again, we created this mess and we've got to uncreate it. It starts with you and your ability to become a mental warrior and then your ability to teach that, show that by example, to expand upon you so that it's far-reaching to others as well. And that can be done in simple ways too. Talking about what you've learned on the podcast, talking about the ways that you're changing your life, talking about um, what you've learned and how you're growing and expanding inside of your own sphere. If we have learned anything from everything that's going on, it's that silence and complacency only ends up hurting us in the long run. And those are things we can't afford anymore. 
love and peace to all of you. I want to thank you for joining my podcast today. Monday's episode, we will be discussing the mind and body connection and how that affects your health. So I hope that you'll all turn tune in for that one. And until then, I hope you all have a great rest of your week and a great weekend. And don't be afraid to own your truth. <laughs>